Well, it's great to have you all here today as we approach Christmas this week. I was messing with some of the kids this morning as they were coming in, asking them if they were ready to go back to school tomorrow. And uh, not a one of them, not a single one said they wanted to go back to school tomorrow. But uh, we're so glad you're here. I can't believe Christmas is already here. You know, it's like you start getting ready for it, and then here it is, and then it's gone. It seems like just yesterday it was Halloween, and we were putting our Christmas trees up. And uh, for those of you that know us and know our family, you know we love Christmas time. Uh, It's uh, our favorite time of the year, and it's even more special this year because... uh, Our son Hayden, the one that is playing the keyboard up here, uh, he finally, finally proposed to Elena Fox, who's been going to church here. And we're going to surprise her mother now, and we're going to go ahead and perform the ceremony this morning for Christmas. That would be awesome. But uh, it's so, so good to have you uh, with us today. Again, no Wednesday night services this week, and next Sunday morning there will be no early service at 8.30. Uh, But as we prepare for Christmas, I I heard uh, a story about a little boy who was making his Christmas list. How many of you have made a Christmas list this year? Any of you? I, come on now, y'all, y'all made Christmas, I, I even made a Christmas list, no one in my family ever asked me for it, but I made one, uh, my kids, they make their Christmas lists now on Amazon, and so that's not even right, you know, because, but anyway, that's the world we live in, but I heard this little, this story about this little boy that was putting together uh, his Christmas list, and like many of us here today, he was, uh, you know, he had written a letter to Santa, telling Santa what he wanted, a list of the gifts that he wanted for Christmas. And being a little boy that was raised in church, he thought, you know, if I'm going to send Santa a letter, it probably wouldn't hurt to send God a letter just to let him know too, because if I've got both of them working on my side, then, you know, I ought to be in pretty good shape. And so after he finished his letter to Santa, he began uh, to write a letter to Jesus. And he said, Dear Jesus, I've been good For six months now, he wrote, and he paused for a minute, and he crossed out six months, and he changed it to three months. And after another pause, that was crossed out, and he wrote two weeks. There was another pause. That was crossed out too. He got up from the table where he was writing this letter to Jesus, and he walked over to the nativity scene that was displayed Uh, there in their living room and he picked up the figure of Mary and he goes back to the table and he resumes his writing and he says, Dear Jesus, if you ever want to see your mother again. (laughs) Some of you are in that shape right now. Uh, but Christmas time is, is so exciting. Uh, we approach this time. You know, our, our children approach Christmas uh, with great anticipation of who's coming tomorrow night, kids? Who's coming tomorrow night? Santa Claus, right? 
I mean, we have been waiting and planning, and, and uh, we'll put out cookies and milk, and uh, some of you even leave the reindeer. We used to leave the reindeer food uh, at our house, and they loved that treat, and Santa would leave us a little note thanking us for thinking of his reindeer as well as him. But it's exciting time when children are anticipating Christmas Day and the gifts, and, and there's nothing quite like the, the excitement. Uh, of a child on, on Christmas morning. I still ha- remember how excited I was, you know, to wake up on Christmas morning and to, you know, get up and run into the living room and, and, and see the gifts there under the tree that Santa had left. Uh, you know, seeing a new bicycle, shared with you a, a while back about the excitement of having a new bicycle, you know, there in the living room when I got up for Christmas. The Rock'em and Sock'em robots, anybody know, huh? The Rock'em Sock'em robots that every single kid had and never could figure out how to operate. Uh, the excitement of a new laptop, right? When I was a kid getting one of those. We didn't, we didn't call them laptops back then. Uh, we call them Etch-a-Sketch. But uh, today, kids call them laptops. And... But you know, Christmas is a, a time of... of not only receiving gifts, but it's a time of giving gifts. And some of you will be shopping this afternoon, finishing that up, maybe even tomorrow. But this morning, as we approach the table of communion, realizing this morning that our Heavenly Father, He is really the gift giver. There will be a lot of gifts exchanged over the next few days, but it's truly all about our Heavenly Father that has given us the greatest gift that we could have ever received. And and over the past several weeks, uh, you know, talking about giving, over these past several weeks leading up to Thanksgiving and and Christmas, our church has focused on, uh, we we have put before you opportunities to be givers, to be a blessing uh, to other people. And you guys have responded uh, this year in incredible ways making a difference in so many different people's lives. And you understand that we have been blessed as a church to be a blessing to those around us and those in our community. And and you cared and you provided over 50 families this year with a Thanksgiving dinner that they were able to enjoy because of your generosity. You cared and you bought and packed 338 Operation Christmas Child shoeboxes that are now being distributed uh, all around the world. And as a church, you not only uh, packed that many and brought that many in, but you received from around our community. You, you packed and delivered over 850 of those shoeboxes as you volunteered your time uh, to be the drop-off location for our community. And you, through your generosity provided a nice outfit of clothing and shoes, and many of them received coats for over 50 students uh, in our community for the holidays. And, and I couldn't help but think as we delivered those gifts and we would, we would go to the school and we would take food, and, and as we were taking those outfits to the kids that received them, that they had probably never even been shopping 
in some of the stores that those bags came from. As I was looking at the bags with the names on them and we were delivering those, I thought, you know, some of these kids probably never even been in one of these stores before and, and got to experience something like that. And I wish you could have seen, we did a little uh, uh, spy, uh, uh, I don't even know what you would call it. We were spying is what we were doing. But uh, we knew they were taking all these students out to eat and they were going to Outback Steakhouse and treating them to a nice meal. And so uh, our staff, uh, we planned us a little trip to Outback Steakhouse to eat that night. And I wish that you could have seen the smiles and the, the, the joy uh, of those young people all dressed up to the tees, you know, uh, getting to experience that and getting to enjoy a wonderful holiday uh, meal. And then this past Wednesday night, uh, I know all of you weren't able to come, but we had a lot of volunteers that put together a wonderful meal uh, for our church family. We fed over 250 uh, and it's because of your generosity we were able to do that for free. And so, uh, you know, Lynette and I have been here now uh, over 20 years. Uh, been a long time since we first came to Greenbrier. And I can't thank you enough for the gifts that we have received, uh, especially during this time of year, the, 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 the love, the cards that are filled with expressions of love and the gifts is overwhelming. And as I thought about the generosity of our church, and what we have been able to enjoy over these past couple months is we've really focused on being givers uh, and being a blessing to others and, and the difference that we have made in our community. Countless lives that we don't even know. We don't know their names. We don't know the actual number of people that have been touched by your giving and touched by the gifts uh, that, that you have, have given and I, I couldn't help but think that you all look just like your daddy you all look like our father the true giver the true uh, gift giver and, and he's been so generous to us he's been so generous and he's taught us so much uh, about giving and, and I want you to think about this morning uh, our, our giving and gracious Heavenly Father. Uh, our Heavenly Father, uh, in the beginning, He gave Adam and Eve a, a piece of, uh, of skin from an innocent animal to replace the fig leaves to cover their shame of being naked. Uh, our Heavenly Father gave Noah a plan for the ark that would save his family when the flood of judgment uh, would come. Our Heavenly Father gave Sarah a miracle child in her old age that she would name Isaac. God gave the Israelites possession of the land that was flowing with milk and, and honey. God gave prophets to plead with His people to turn to Him and to tell them of the amazing things that are to come. God gave the Scriptures to prophesy of this Messiah called Jesus Christ, who would come and deliver us from our sin and save us from an eternal death. God gave the shepherds an announcement. We heard in the, the Christmas story that was read earlier, he, he gave the shepherds an announcement by the angels that Jesus Christ had been born. God gave the wise men a star to lead them uh, to the Messiah with their gifts. God gave Joseph the patience to understand these strange circumstances that were taking place through the miracle of a virgin birth. God gave you and I and this world 
the Prince of Peace that we talked about last Sunday. God gave Jesus the place of sinners and a cross to bear that he did not deserve, but yet he bore that cross in sorrow and in shame. And Jesus gave his life for sinners like you and like me. And God offers today to give all men, all women, all children the pardon for their sins so that they might know joy and have and experience everlasting life as well. Folks, God is a great giver. God is a great giver, and we can learn a lot about uh, giving uh, from Him. I want you to look at these awesome reminders to us this morning about our God and, and giving and gifts. John tells us uh, in, in the Gospel of John that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. James, the brother of John, states every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father. Jesus told the woman at the well, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked Him, and He would have given you living water. Paul said, He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, how will He not also, along with Him, graciously give us all things. And Paul also said to the Ephesians, he said, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves. It is what? It is the gift from God. And I say with Paul today, thanks be to God for this indescribable gift that we have been given and that many of us have received. This morning I want us to look at what he gave and how he gave it as we approach this table uh, of communion this morning. And hopefully uh, by now, you I was kidding earlier, but hopefully by now you've all finished uh, your uh, Christmas shopping. Uh, if not, all I can say is you poor pitiful soul, uh, right? But, but think back over your planning. Think back over your shopping as you were preparing for Christmas to come. Uh, and you were preparing to buy something or, or build something or make something for that someone special uh, that's in your life. Uh, because when, we, when there's someone special that we really care about and we really love, we want the gift that we give them to be a personal gift, do we not? And so uh, when we give a gift to someone, especially if it's someone that, that we dearly love, we want it to be personal. We want it to be special. Right? When I go shopping for myself, I, you will find me, if, if it's just me and I'm shopping for myself and alone, you will find me in one of two places. I will be in sporting goods or I will be in electronics, right? Because those two things are what I enjoy. It's what, you know, I, I like, to, like to buy and things I, I like to have, things that I'm interested in. But if I'm buying a gift for my wife, Lynette... Right? She wouldn't be too thrilled if I did all my shopping for her in the sporting goods section because she really don't give a rip about anything that has anything to do with sports or a ball or, or anything else. i got to tell you a funny story. Uh, we hadn't been married very long at all, and we went to a, a, a Razorback game down at War Memorial Stadium. It was in Little Rock. And we were there, and we, we had tickets, and we were uh, 
pretty close to the field, but we were sitting on about the five-yard line, right? We're not like, we're not like some of you up-the-up folks. We can't sit in the 50. So we were sitting at the five because that's all we could afford. And, and so, you know, we're watching the game, and I, I don't remember who it was that we're playing, but I'll never forget the circumstance. It was coming down to the end of the game. Uh, we were behind just by a few points, and all we had to do was score, and, and we would win. And so, you know, they're, they're, they're moving the ball steadily down the field. It's getting closer to the end of the game. Uh, time's running out. It's running low. They've got the ball on the five-yard line. I mean, dead center right in front of us with just a few seconds to go. They had time to run one, maybe two more plays. War Memorial Stadium was rocking. I mean, it was as loud as I'd ever heard it when I'd been there. It was just a crazy, you know, atmosphere. And they're getting ready to run this play, and everybody's standing, and, you know, the tension. And I turn, and I look at Lynette. I, th- I thought, you know, she's got to be enjoying this, right? I turn and look at Lynette. The play is right here. Lynette's looking over here. And I'm like, what are you, you know, what are you doing? What are you looking at? And she goes, we have the best band. I'm like, seriously. Her and her sister were having a conversation over here watching Greenbrier one night, and they couldn't figure out why the six was at the goal line, why it was, you know, it would be 40, 30, 20, 10, and then six. And they're having this discussion in front of people about why there was a six at the, at the line there. And, and her sister said, oh, well, I, I believe it's because when they cross that line, they get six points. And this man, who I hardly even knew sitting in front of him, turned around and said, y'all are so stupid. <laughs> that is a G for goal line, not a six. But she's just not, I tell, I told all those stories and they have absolutely nothing to do with what I'm talking about. I just love to tell stories about Lynette. Uh, because I have a microphone, and she very seldom does. But, but just because I'm interested in sports doesn't mean that she's interested in sports or even that any of you are. All right? But So when we shop for a gift for someone and we want to give a gift to someone, we want to you know, uh, make it a personal gift, one that fits the person that you're shopping for. And don't miss this. That is exactly what God did for you. That, that's exactly what, what God did for, for all of us by giving His Son to die on the cross for our sins. That was a personal gift that He had planned and prepared for you to receive. It, it's a personal gift to every single one of us. He sent His Son for you, and you can't get much more personal than that right there, that He would send His Son for you. He didn't just come for the rich. He, he didn't just come for the poor. He didn't just come for the Baptist. He didn't just come for the Nazarenes. Right? He didn't just come for the white. He didn't just come for the black. He didn't just come for Americans. Right? He came for every one. That's what John 3.16 that we looked at earlier tells us. He came for everyone. He gave His Son for everyone. And He personally gave His life for you. Someone gave their life so that you might have life. And be able to experience that. He became human and came to this earth. And you know what? He didn't have to. He was on his throne in heaven. He didn't have to do what he did. He didn't have to come down and and go through what he went through on this earth for you and for me. Because he he was God. He came and he felt heartache. 
Right? He came and he felt what it, it, it meant for your heart to ache. He came and he experienced loneliness. He came and he was tempted. He came and he experienced hunger. He came and took your pain on your, your cross. And he took that uh, upon him, himself. And it, it's hard to think about God actually being human and we don't like to think about Jesus being hungry and we don't like to think about Jesus being alone but he was completely human he experienced everything that you and I would ever experience he faced every temptation that you and I would ever face in our lives and those nails in his wrist and those nails in his hands and his feet hurt as bad as if they were being driven in your own hand and your own wrist and your own feet and he experienced that pain and he took that pain upon himself so that we wouldn't have to why did he do it why did he do it because he looked across time and he saw you he he looked into the future and he saw you and he saw me he saw our heart and he saw how desperately you and i needed a savior in our lives He knew how desperately that we needed Him. And so He gave a personal gift. He gave uh, Himself. His gift was personal. And He gave a personal gift to every single one of us. And we, along with Paul, can say, Thanks be to God for this personal gift. Another thing we consider when giving a gift is this. We want to make sure that it's a, a, a practical gift. Right? We want to make sure that it's a practical gift. When we go... Christmas shopping for those people that, that we love. Uh, it doesn't always have to be the best, and it doesn't always have to be the most expensive, uh, does it? I mean, uh, you've heard the old saying that it's the thought that counts, right? Don't buy into that lie. <laughs> Honey, I thought about buying you something really, really nice and expensive for Christmas, but I didn't. I thought about it, and it's the thought that counts, right? Don't go there. That'll get you in a lot of, lot of trouble this year. Uh, but, uh, you know, she, Lynette wouldn't care much about the fact that I just thought about doing something nice for her or getting her something nice. And we often buy uh, practical gifts for uh, those that we love. I, I was reminded, uh, Miss Pat's memorial service the other day, the family was sharing with me, uh, about the, the last Christmas, they got her a Roomba, right? The little vacuum cleaner that would go around. And she would just follow it around, you know, and smile and, you know, talk about it. And they said she was so excited to have that and said it was her best Christmas ever. And, and so sometimes the greatest gifts are the gifts that are, 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 are practical. Uh, kind of like a lady I heard about that said to her husband, she said, Honey, let's just get each other practical gifts this year for Christmas. Things like socks and underwear and fur coats, right? <laughs> but I'm sure that uh, if you've lived very long at all, you've received a gift before that wasn't very practical. Uh, I went shopping with Lynette the other day. I think I was being punished for something. I never did exactly find out why I was being punished, but I was there. And as she was shopping, uh, I wandered over into, and some of you know what I'm talking about. There's a sec- I don't remember if we were in Belks or if we were in Coles, but there's a section of the store that has all of this just crazy nonsense Christmas gifts. I mean, it's just, you know, I began to go over there and, and look through these weird gifts, and it was just shelf after shelf of things that I can almost promise you no one ever put on their Christmas list. 
but they had all this stuff for sale, and, and it was it was just crazy junk that you know you probably would never use. And as I was looking th- uh, through it, I thought, you know, this is the section where people come when they have no idea w- at all whatsoever to get, right? Because I mean, who in here actually has a talking mounted fish hanging on the wall of their living room? I mean, who really has one of those hanging on the wall? How practical is that gift? You know, we, we don't really want gifts that, that aren't practical, and so we want to receive uh, and give practical gifts, gifts that we can use, gifts that will, will last. I, I wouldn't want to, you know, give my mom a shotgun for Christmas, would I? Because that's not very practical for her. She wouldn't, she wouldn't appreciate that. She wouldn't even know what to do with it. And, and so we all know... We all know what happens with those gifts that we get that aren't very practical. They get put on a shelf, you know, a few days after Christmas. They get put on a shelf, never to come down off the shelf again until we're preparing to have a yard sale, right? And, and so, you know, uh, many of us don't really need all the stuff that we even put on our Christmas list. Uh, it's, it's, you know, a lot of the, the things on our list are not things that we actually need. But don't miss this. The only real need that you and I have is salvation. That's what we truly need. That is really the only need that we have as we approach this Christmas season. And that's the need for a Savior. And Jesus is that gift that you and I need in our lives. Think about it. Jesus has given us the most practical gift that anyone could ever receive. And the awesome thing about this gift is that this gift will never tear up. This gift will not quit working the day after we get it. This gift is not one that we would ever or should ever put on a shelf. This is a gift that will last you for all of eternity. The gift of eternal life is for everyone who receives the gift. But here's the, here's the important thing. You must receive it. You must receive the gift in order to enjoy this gift, this practical gift that we've been giving. That's something that we all need. It is something that we all must have uh, in our lives because without it, we die. But with it, we have life, and we have life eternally. How much more practical can you get than that? Uh, If you have ever sinned, and the Bible says that we all have, right? The Bible says that we have all, every single one of us, have fallen short, and so there is no gift that we need more than this gift of salvation and this gift of eternal life. So thanks be to God for His personal and practical gift that He's given us. And it's not only a practical gift, but it's also a permanent gift. It's a permanent gift. None of us, none of us wants to receive a gift. That, there's nothing more disappointing as a child to start playing with a gift that you got on Christmas, Christmas morning and it to break before the day ends, right? I mean, there's nothing more disappointing uh, than, than that. There's, there's nothing uh, that, 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 you know, probably can take the joy out of Christmas more than our favorite gift not working when we open it and take it out of the box or, or maybe a gift that you thought you really needed but the new wears off of it after a week or the batteries go dead uh, in it after a period of time. What we want and what we need is a gift that will last, a gift that will last. And that's just what God gave us in His Son, Jesus Christ, right? Uh, a permanent gift of eternal life. In John chapter 10 and verse 28, Jesus says, I give them eternal life and they will never perish. 
Folks, that is a wonderful promise for you and for me today. What else could we ever want for? What else could we ever want for or have on our Christmas list for us and our, our friends and our family? And think about Jesus, you know, wrapped himself the way we've wrapped many presents over these past few weeks. Jesus wrapped himself, but he wrapped himself in human flesh. And he took our sins and he took our shame to give us a gift that was permanent. One that would last forever. And you know what? It's a free gift. It's a free gift that we've been given that we didn't have to buy. It's a gift that you and I didn't have to pay for. He purchased our gift with great love. He purchased our gift with great compassion. The gift of salvation was purchased with what? His blood. The gift that we have been given, the gift that has been extended to us to receive has been purchased with the blood of Jesus Christ so that you and I can be saved. Folks, that's what Christmas is all about. That's what Christmas is all about uh, this time of year. Yes, it's about gifts, but it's not really about what's under your tree today. It's about what is in your heart, or most importantly, who is in your heart. That is what Christmas is all about today. And my hope and my prayer is that you have received this gift. And if you haven't, why wouldn't you? I mean, why wouldn't you? There's no better time than as we celebrate Christmas today. It's truly about this, accepting this gift that we have been extended, this gift of salvation and eternal life from your heavenly Father. And so as we approach Christmas Day, we're going to be giving a lot of gifts. We're going to be extending a lot of gifts. And I want to encourage each of you. First, if you've never received this gift that I've been telling you about this morning, what an awesome time to do it during this time of year where we are really focused on this gift and the giver. And, and I would encourage you today, find a quiet spot and just talk to Jesus. And, and, and you know, His Word tells us that if we'll simply admit that we're sinners... And we'll believe in Jesus Christ and believe that He's the Son of God. And He came and died on a cross for our sins. He went to a tomb and three days later He, was, he rose out of that tomb. And now He sits at the right hand of the Father uh, on your and my behalf. You know, if we believe that and then we confess our sin, confess publicly that we've accepted Christ and we can do that you know not only through our words but the way we live our lives the change that's made in our life through baptism God's word tells us if we do those things then we will be saved that's how we receive the gift and so if you're here today and you've never received that I, I just I, I begged you today to take the gift to unwrap the gift and accept this gift of eternal life that he has extended to you because it is truly the only gift that you really really need in your life and in your family. It will change your life, not just for today, but for an eternity. But I also want to encourage each of you this year during all the gift giving and receiving of gifts to share with those around you the greatest gift. Don't forget the reason for the season. Take time out of this uh, holiday season when you're together with family and friends just to be thankful and grateful to God for the gift that we've been given and the gift that we have received and not only just to exchange gifts that are wrapped in pretty paper 
But there may be someone in your family or someone that will be gathering around your table this year that doesn't know Christ as their Lord and Savior. What an awesome time to be able to share this wonderful gift that you've been given and you've received with someone else that you care so much about. Someone else that you want to spend eternity with in heaven someday. There's no better opportunity than you have than right now, this Christmas, as you're gathered with those family members and those friends to have a talk, have a discussion about things in life that truly matter. And what matters is where we're going to spend eternity. And, and so uh, it's my hope that uh, you, will, you will focus on these things as we go through Christmas uh, this week. Share with those around you about the greatest gift, the most personal gift, the most practical gift, a permanent gift that we have received. Thanks be to God for this indescribable gift that we've been given. And so we come together today as family. I love it that you're family. It's kind of like my normal family. Some crazy uncles in the bunch, but I'm glad you're my family and I'm glad we can come together today and gather around the table and remember this gift that has been given to you and given to me. And I want to ask our ushers if they would to come back at this time and to help us distribute the communion cups that we have this morning. And while they come and begin to uh, pass those out, I just want to tell you for our guests that are with us here today, the Church of the Nazarene does not require that you be a member of this church, okay? You don't have to be a member of this local church in order to receive communion today. Our only uh, requirement is that you are a member of His church, which means that you have accepted the gift. And if you have believed and received the gift uh, of Christ as your personal gift, your personal Savior, then you're invited to participate uh, with us today in communion. And if you would like for your children to participate as well, that's totally up to you. Uh, that's solely your decision. If You're more than welcome to do that. If you want to teach your children the, the importance of this beautiful sacrament this morning, uh, that's totally up to you. But ushers, if you would, if you would help us. And, and uh, let me say a quick prayer as they begin to extend that. God, we thank you today for your love. We thank you for this gift as we come to the table now to celebrate that. Your word tells us to do this in remembrance of you and remembrance of what you've done for each and every one of us. So as we receive this communion today, I pray that we would be reminded of your great love. In Jesus' name we pray.
everyone received a communion cup that wants to participate today, if not, raise your hand if you didn't get one. If you peel back the uh, foil on the top of the cup, it's going to first uncover the bread first and then the juice. So if you would at this time, please peel it back far enough to uncover the bread at this time and remove that. If someone around you needs assistance, please take a moment to help them. I know these can be difficult or tricky at times. Don't be afraid to ask if you need help. As you hold the bread there in your hand, we want to remember this morning what Jesus said about this and what it means and what we're doing here today. And he said this about the bread that you're holding. He said, this is my body. This is my body, which was broken for you. It was broken on your behalf. And he says, take this and eat and do this in remembrance of my body that was broken. Let's eat the bread and remember Christ's body which was broken because by his wounds we are healed. Go ahead and peel back the full to expose the juice. Jesus said this about the cup. He said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of of me. So this morning let's drink the cup together remembering the blood that was shed so that our sins could be forgiven. Let's drink. Let me pray for you. God, it's a very special time to be able to come together with our family, our church family, our friends that have gathered here today on purpose to remember, to be reminded of what this time of year is truly all about. We make it about so much more than it actually is, but God, it's, it's all about you. It's about the incredible love that you had for each and every one of us, this personal and practical gift that has been extended to every single human that has ever been born on this earth. And you knew us and you thought about us and you planned this gift out for each and every one of us personally so that it would be given and not only given, but it would be received. So today, God, we celebrate that as we come to the table and we remember the sacrifice that was made for us. We celebrate today the Savior that made it all possible. 
we, we celebrate today and are, are grateful and thankful today for the price that was paid for our gift. And so today, God, if there's even one person in this room today that has never accepted the gift, I pray today would be a great day of celebration as they receive it and accept it into their life and accept you into their life because their life truly will never be the same when they do that. And we thank you for that hope and we thank you for the promise that we have in you and what you've done. And I pray now that as we go from this place together that we would be a beautiful reflection of this kind of love to a world that needs to see love. They need to experience this kind of love that we've accepted. And God, that's the call upon the church. That's the call upon our family is to go and be your children, to represent you, and to build the kingdom of God. And so, God, we thank you for the invitation to do that. We thank you for the opportunity to be your witnesses in this earth. And so I pray during this time that you will make it easy for us as we approach tables with family and friends, with people that don't know you and don't have a relationship with you. I pray that you will give us easy opportunities to be able to share you. And God, that your kingdom would increase and ours would decrease. God, again, we just want to tell you today how much we love you. It's a privilege and an honor to be called a child of the King. And I pray now as we go from this place that your blessings would be upon us. Your blessings would be upon these families. And the next few days would be a great celebration of love. And it's in the powerful name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. There are some trash cans that are located by the exits. If you wouldn't mind throwing your trash away. And thank you for coming. God bless you and from our staff and our family to yours, Merry Christmas.